0: This is your preparation station, encouraging hosts and empowering topics to equip you along the journey. Preparedness grounded in truth. Now on with the show.
1: Welcome to Surviving on Shoestrings with Donna Miller. Together we'll look outside the box to stretch what we have, make do, and get by with humor, style, and a smile. And now welcome your hostess, Donna Miller. Welcome to another episode of Surviving on Shoestrings. I'm Donna Miller, and I'm delighted to be Joining you today. I'm glad you've tuned in and you're hopefully picking up some ideas and some things to stretch what you have, to make do with what you've got, and enjoy the journey. We have a tendency in the Miller household to kind of skimp on some things so that we can spend on others. I think that's probably across the board for everybody when it comes time to plan your budget. So, basically, I'm going to talk about a strange, well, not really strange, but a certain area, you know, just a certain area for your daily budget, your weekly budget, and be able to share some of the ideas that that we have and that we use to stretch and extend this one area. And that topic is meat. Now, you may be a vegetarian, so there you go, you got that one covered. <laughs> you don't spend a lot, or a vegan. But, for the majority of people, meat is on the table. And so I wanted to talk about some ideas on kind of saving some money in that area. Now I'm going to go ahead and admit I don't have this in any kind of hierarchy. I don't have it in any kind of order as far as bullet points. It just kind of flows from one idea onto another and builds. So if you're trying to keep track might be a good idea to either listen to this a couple times or maybe take a couple notes. I don't know. Whatever way works for you. If I can uh, itemize some things in the show notes after it's over, we'll try to do that. But I'm not so sure I can do that. But we'll give it a go. So we're going to talk about saving money on meat when you go to purchase it. Meat for us covers the gamut of things like poultry, um, and that is duck, turkey, chicken. Quail, Cornish hen, got me? It's poultry. And um, beef, whether that is in a roast form, uh, ribs form, ground form, steak form, it's beef. And fish for us also covers a meat. Deli meats also cover meat. And those are usually the ones that are at the, you get it, sliced deli, not the prepackaged, very processed deli. And pork, not huge pork eaters in our home, so I can't even, I guess that's bacon. (laughs) That one I know, for sure, bacon um, is a pork. But if it's meat, don't mean to be a downer, but it used to be an animal. Some people will get disturbed with that thought if you think about it too long, um, and others, you know, look at it as they were put on this earth for us to be good stewards of and part of that is they serve a purpose of nourishing our bodies. So I am going to discuss it. I'm not going to discuss butchering or anything like that, regardless of what your your thoughts are. Meat is anything that used to be alive as an animal. Now plants, yes, of course are alive, but this is, this is meat we're talking about. So if I get a little graphic on certain things, if I try to explain it and it comes across sounding like I'm Talking about a creature, they were. We are going to talk about meat in general and ideas on getting the best meat you can for the least amount of money. And then once it's home, how do you stretch it? All right, just going to dive in here. Some things that I found out about meat. And I wish I could stay in my category, but I'll probably jump all over the place. But we're going to start off with some beef things. You know, the tubes of ground beef that you can purchase... They look like gigantic sausage tubes. And they're covered, they're coated. You can't see the meat inside it. Something I was not aware of until I started researching some things on this that might be predominantly cheaper, but there's a reason for that. It is usually not the best cuts of meat, but worse than this is they actually come from, these tubes come from multiple cows. So instead of knowing what cow may have had an issue, a lot of this study came from when I get, I get FDA recall notices because of my, my business. And so when I get those, I'm like, gosh, how can they recall ground beef that has potential mad cow disease? If you've bought a tube, you don't know. They can't track it. It's cheaper, yes, but for safety's sake, I would say, probably something you're going to want to steer clear from and that's not necessarily a money thing except when it comes to your health it is a money thing you are gonna have to spend a lot of money if you get sick one thing i did not know until just recently if you get a cut of meat a butcher can cut it to your i guess stipulations any cut of meat that they've got whether it's on sale whether it was marked down had to go out that door that day it doesn't matter they will cut it All you got to do is flag them down and ask them. Now, they'll also tenderize, slice, or grind meat at no cost. We're going to get into some other reasons. You definitely want to check into that as an option because, let's say, uh, a roast is on sale and your family may not be a very big chuck roast fan, but they'll eat ground beef. You can take that chuck roast, hand it to the butcher, and ask him to grind it for you. Not only is that probably one of the cleanest options for a ground beef product, it also, you know the one piece it came from, you got it on sale. Ground beef may not be on sale, but a whole chuck roast might. So that gives you some versatility. You can do that with all kinds of things. Something that had never done on me before was beef jerky. Now, usually I'll buy a big hunk of, of something when it's marked down, has to go out the door the first day. You know You know when it's like the last day on the date and they mark your things down to, to hurry up and sell them? Well, I usually buy as much of that as I can. I'd say 90% of our groceries are marked down first. You know, manager specials, get it, get it out the door within a couple days, specials. So it never dawned on me that I can actually take some of those very cheap, cuts of meat and have them go ahead and slice them in jerky because that's what I was going to do with them anyway. I would take them home put them in the freezer and they eventually thaw it out and make jerky. But you can get your butcher to do that for you. And then, of course you know, maybe you don't so I'm not going to assume that once you've made the jerky then you've made that meat last a lot longer of course unless it's in my house and my kids and husband find it which means it lasts about 20 minutes. Alright, and they can they can tenderize a cheaper cut of meat too to make it a lot more palatable a lot more enjoyable. So if you get a cheap cut of meat and you're going eh, this is not as good as this other one maybe this this flank steak is not quite as good as a ribeye. Um, can you tenderize it? So they can do that for you and do it much better than you can just because of the way they've got um, the apparatus and the and the way to do it there. Okay. Did you realize that you can actually save about 30% on your ground beef if you actually buy a large piece of meat and get it ground? If you go pound per pound, ground beef actually costs more. And most of it is usually ground chuck, ground sirloin, or a combination of the two. So you can actually get the butcher to grind a whole piece of meat and you walk away with cheaper and higher quality meat than if you'd have bought it in the little saran wrapped styrofoam dish. Um, Also, most butchers, and we're talking in this section, it is across the board meat probably from pork to poultry to beef. Most butchers will mark down their meat on a daily basis. Usually, they'll do it at the same time every day. Uh, It's in a protocol in you know, a step-by-step because they do have so many steps to keep things up to code and that's usually in there in the mix. It's not most grocery stores. It's not just a willy-nilly, oh, I think I'll go mark down the meat now because they've really got to keep track of their food costs. So they're usually doing it at the same time every day or every other day or certain days of the week. Have a little conversation with your butcher maybe not just any person behind the counter, but the main butcher, and find out their schedule. And then you'll know when you can come in and get the most recently marked down and best selection of meats. Usually it's going to be in the early mornings and during the week. Okay, we're still on beef, which is amazing. I'm still on that topic. <laughs> T-bone steak. Now, I'm admitting... I never knew this until just recently that a T-bone steak is actually two pieces of better cut quality steaks when you're looking at things like in a restaurant or you're a chef and you're looking at the higher quality end of meats. A T-bone actually is a New York strip on the top side and on the smaller side of that T-bone. It's a filet. It's amazing if you buy a T-bone, you can actually get up to 5 Dollars per pound cheaper than if you'd bought the individual steaks. All you've got to do then is cut that away and use them. Either freeze them or you just cook it as a T bone, but use your bones later to make some broth. So I had actually just learned that when I was researching this to find out other alternate ways to save money and stretch and buy uh, meat a little bit more cheap and, and make it really work for you. Okay. On a real quick note, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because as Americans, we don't eat as much of this as many of other countries do, but fish. I don't know if you've ever really purchased fish fresh before, but there are a few things to look for, and this is a money-saving tip as well as a good healthy food tip. When they become marked down, you need to keep a good eye on it and make sure a few things are going according to plan, and that would be um, two things. You want to buy a fish that has its head on so that you can see it, its eyes. If the eyes are clear, it's a healthy fish. You, it's still fresh, and you're guaranteed that it's probably going to not taste too fishy, as in a strong, pungent fishy flavor. And number two, fish should not smell like fish. That's actually the smell of it going bad. So if you purchase fish and it's got a very strong fishy scent to it. Let me rephrase. It may smell like the ocean. Or it may smell like a salty, you know, something that's just light, very minimal of a smell. But if it's a strong fishy smell, you want to opt for something else. Because that fish is no longer at its peak. One of the most reasonable ways to purchase fish is frozen. The one difficulty with frozen, of course, is if you lose power, you're going to have some stinky mess in your freezer because fish will thaw out quickly. It's one of the fastest thawing meats that you can put up in the freezer. So fish that you can purchase frozen is probably some of your best options. Second best option, and it's simply because it lacks versatility, is canned fish. Now, if you're trying to incorporate more fish into your diet, there are some options that are fairly healthy, and most of them would be packed in water, which usually are cheaper, which is good. You want to get as large a quantity you can packed in water for a good price, being that they would be in cans like tuna or salmon. They're going to last a long time. Now, this lends itself too much versatility. However, only in certain things, obviously, the consistency. You can't very well expect you're going to open a can of tuna and it be like an ahi tuna that's sliced and pink and pretty for a salad, this is going to be a mush. (laughs) It's fully cooked all the way through and flaked and stored in a can. I'm talking to you like you've never opened a can of tuna, but in comparison, it is still meat, but it has a long shelf life and you can get it relatively cheap. A lot of great things can be done with this to add the protein to your diet, simply mixing it with some shredded squash and maybe some whole wheat breadcrumbs uh, and an egg and you end up with a patty of some form and it's still meat. So if your body is craving protein, then that's what you want to get. It's nice and cheap and long and shelf worthy. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about poultry and how to stretch it and how to get it cheap. And how to use it cheap. And deli meats, which are kind of, yeah. All right, we'll be right back.
0: Here's how you can save $10 on the mill of your choice. Go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store and use the promo code radio at checkout. That's R-A-D-I-O at checkout. Or you can call 828-828. Five three six four nine eight eight during weekday business hours and get the same savings by phone. Either way, your order is shipped to your door without shipping charges. Remember, you can go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store or call eight two eight five three six four nine eight eight and use the promo code radio.
1: Are you looking to have ducks, geese, chickens? Boy, do we have something to share with you. Stop by ranch-coop.com. These folks build some of the most beautiful handcrafted coops for small areas as well as the farm. They are so easy to put together. It took us less than an hour, and they're shipped right to your door. Stop by ranch-coop.com. Wonderful people to deal with. Beautiful coops that you can use for backyard and homestead fowl. ranch-coop.com.
0: This is your Preparation Station. Now on with the show.
1: Welcome back to the show for carnivores. <laughs> yeah, we're here on Surviving on Two Strings, stretching the uh, cost of meat, the carnivorous addition to most of our diets. Um, and we've covered beef in pretty good detail and some fish, which fish is usually pretty inexpensive. Uh, if it's not a, a really rare find and how to get basically the canned fish is your your least expensive meat option. And now we're going to move on to poultry and deli meats. I got some tricks with deli meats so I'll uh, that's why I'm saving it for the end. Uh, we don't have it very often, so therefore we have to make what we buy stretch. So deli meat is is my exclamation point to the show. Poultry, though. Poultry, obviously, it, it it comes in a variety of ways. Again, this is one of those things, if you can find out when your butcher marks things down, it's going to save you a tremendous amount of money. Um, as far as I, my shopping goes, I hit the grocery store every time I get into town because it is 45 minutes away. So I try to just make a swing by and see what's been marked down. In our grocery store, they put these really bright fluorescent green tags on things that are needing to go out the door right away. So if I'm blessed to show up in the morning, I know I can get some stuff relatively quickly. So you can even look for some of those convenience packed or organic or free range chickens or small Cornish hens because they usually have a lot of those that don't quite sell and get them for just pennies on the dollar comparatively. As a matter of fact, the dinner I'm having tonight, we have purchased a, a pack of what we normally don't get of chicken breasts that are singularly packaged and frozen. Well, I'm sorry, they weren't frozen when we purchased them. They were in the refrigerator case at the at the butcher. I'm not going to say the name brand, but they're usually about nine to ten dollars for a very fairly small bag. It was marked down to three twenty nine. That's almost a third. Of what it normally cost, and what was awesome is about six of them were there for that price. I got three times the amount I would normally gotten if I had just purchased one. So, I think it, it's one of those things. It's kind of the habit you have to develop. But I throw them all into the freezer, and they will can great even after having been frozen. If I get the time, and need the freezer space, which I will, but. I can take out the package, thaw them out, and realize that I can feed our entire family the meat that they want for a dinner for three thirty-nine or three twenty-nine, whichever it was, instead of ten dollars. That is a significant savings, and we figured out how to make it stretch. They already were pre-wrapped. Now, if you get not pre-wrapped, here's the tip: just wrap them, because then you can take out just what you need. You don't have odd amount out over and above what you need. But most of the time, it's your unwrapped that's going to be the least expensive. However, sometimes, so don't discount them, those singular, maybe marinated or just singularly wrapped for convenience purposes, if you get them marked down, they can still be a very good deal. And once you bring home said poultry, whether it's a chicken, a turkey, Cornish hens, a duck, whatever, don't ever discard the body, the carcass. That's Sorry, but that's what it is. The bones, all the carcass. Be sure to make that into a broth. You can can your own chicken or poultry broth, and it makes wonderful additions for soups in the winter. Uh, it still contains a good bit of protein. And also, fun fact for you, if you need help with your joints, and your arthritis, and your cartilage, boiling the carcass of a poultry, especially chicken, will really end, well, beef too, but especially, when we're talking about the, the chicken, because you usually end up with the bones, actually will pull the needed nutrients out of the bones of that animal, and you when you consume it, it's the most readily available for your body to repair your cartilage, um, and the joints, and, and things like that, that you might need. So, It's a bonus. All right. When you bring this home, make sure that you make multiple things with a whole, a whole turkey, a whole chicken. You know, turn it into as many things as you can. We've been known to bring home a chicken, roast it. You know, get it on sale for about half to a third price. Roast it, and then make two or three meals out of it after that point. So not only did you just take care of it once. With the, with a good price, you stretch that on into practically almost being free food by the time you are done with it. So don't, don't shy away from, uh, the exterior or the, or the interior of a chicken just because it looks like a bag of bones. Do something with it. You'll be surprised how much meat you can actually get off once you've boiled it down. You can actually pull a good bit of meat off and make a soup, uh, make a great pot pie, all kinds of things. So, that's stretching it. Now, last but not least, deli meat. It's an American staple. I'm really not sure why, but we are like the sandwich nation of the world. Even though sandwiches were not invented here, Americans eat so many sandwiches, and thus deli meat is a large business. If you've noticed the prices of deli meat going up lately, you are not alone. It's happening all over the place. So... Those are kind of a high-priced, rare commodity, especially for our family, because we refuse to purchase it in a um, processed meat form. We'll only purchase it when we can tell it is a singular individual item. So in other words, bologna is not on the table for us. Um, A lot of other loaf-type deli meats are not on the table for us, just for clean eating purposes. So it is kind of a pricey thing. Roast beef, sliced turkey breast, um, corned beef, all of those. When you can find them on a good deal, there's a great way to take care of them. Because if you throw the whole lump of deli meat, I say it like lump, lump of deli meat into the freezer, you have a deli meat brick. Which means you're going to have a hard time once it all starts to thaw out. What you can do is take some wax paper, Usually the inside of your cereal box, or some cellophane paper, I'm sorry, cellophane plastic, and accordion. And you're getting this picture like you do a fan, right? Lay a, a serving size, which is usually around three to five slices, a serving size of deli meat down, and then cover it on the end, cover it over, let's say to your left, and then lay another serving size down on top of that, and then bring it back over to your right. This is either wax paper or cellophane. Then lay another piece down, another serving size down on that, and bring it back to your left. And keep going until you have segmented all of this deli meat. Then pop it in the freezer, and then you can pull out, really what thaws very quickly, just a few minutes before lunch, uh, a serving at a time. Even if it's just one person making the sandwich, you've stretched this deli meat on, pretty much till it's gone because it'll be there for up to six months you'll probably use it and it won't go bad now I say six months but I, I've known some deli meat that's been in the freezer for a year and it's still fine but you know you didn't hear that from me another thing we do a lot with is the same thing with turkey bacon we'll have maybe th- just three slices at a serving uh, like my husband and myself will have breakfast so instead of trying to freeze the entire package because it will go bad before we ever use it up. Regular bacon does the same thing too, so you don't have to just not turkey bacon, you can do it with the pork bacon. Count out how many slices are usually done with the with a typical breakfast that you serve bacon or turkey bacon with. Lay them down as you're serving and do that same thing, just accordion back and forth, back and forth wax paper or Saran cellophane wrap. And then put it into a nice, um, like a bread bag or even back into the container, the box, to hold those ends closed. And just pull out what you need at the time. It'll thaw very quickly. You use it and you've never disturbed any of that other that's left. So that's more of a habit, more of a trick. Again, this is one of those areas you look for when it's marked down. Buy one, get one free coupons. Um, yeah, that's like a great way. Now this is sliced. Going to give you a little hint on the unsliced deli. You can usually go to your deli counter and get the ends, E E N D S, much cheaper. So, same thing like knowing your butcher, which of course is probably in two different parts of your grocer. Get to know the person behind the deli, the manager, and find out when they typically come to an end. Can they set it aside for you to show up on a certain day of the week? Can they set it aside uh, or give you a call? Because you can get an end of, let's say, turkey breast, because it's just not going to slice well for other customers. It's going to be this tiny little nubby piece of meat when they slice it for sandwiches, so they'll set it aside. But that will chop chop up nicely for a cob salad, uh, to top stuffed baked potatoes, uh, to go into a pot pie, just a myriad of things. The same thing goes for cheese ends. But everything from ham, roast beef, turkey, and if you if you like the pressed loaf things, bologna, pickle loaf. I don't even know the names of some of those things, but you know what I'm talking about. Stand there and look. What do you normally get? What could you cube up and put as a meal? Lots of things. I'm sure you can find them. So buy those. They're going to be a lot cheaper. All right. We are about out of time. Honestly, I can't believe it. I've talked about food. <laughs> Just one kind of food. Um, last but not least, a word about deli meat. Just in, in general and a, a normal rule, deli meat that you get from the counter at the deli is usually cheaper per pound than the deli you get in the container section over in another part, you know, with a... Oscar Mayer, Hillshire Farms, all those big name brands are. The price per package may seem cheaper, but you're not getting a full pound most of the time. You're getting only 10 ounces. So do some weight comparison. You might be able to get away with a cleaner, healthier, maybe marked down, cheaper piece of of meat, uh, cheaper by cost, not by quality, by going to your actual deli. And again, if you go for the ends and do something with that, you're getting it even cheaper. All right, now we're really out of time, and i got to go. And next week, we will have another show, and I promise it won't be about food. Well, no, I don't. <laughs> for now, this is Donna signing off, and I hope that you will click some links below, come by our site and visit, sign up for our newsletter. If you've got an idea for a show or a topic or a question, please email it to survivingonshoestrings@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. love to hear how these shows have helped or inspired or irritated you. I'm fine with that, too. So, for now, this is Donna Miller signing off, saying God bless, keep stretching things, and smile and enjoy the journey. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Surviving on Shoestrings with hostess Donna Miller.
0: Tune in each week for a new show that will help you enjoy frugal survival with humor, style, and a smile. Tune in again soon. This is your preparation station. Speaking hope, not hype, and facts, not fear. Preparedness grounded in truth.